Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello everybody and oh, welcome to, it sounds too loud, don't you think? <laughs> Distorted in my ears. It sounds normal to we me. too loud? Okay. Hey everybody, it's the worst idea of all time and it's our second watch of Tokyo Drift and uh, newsflash, the movie still fucking rules. Yeah, it was really nice. Right after we'd seen it apart, we got to come together, really um, we watch it on the projector, you know, really soak it up for the movie it is. Yeah. And Watch it um, on its own terms as a piece of cinema um, with big sound and a big screen and the Lazy Boys. <coughs> and we thought, you know what? This is living. Yeah. That's how it's meant to be when you watch a movie with a friend. It's yeah. meant to be, you know, really easy to watch. It's not supposed to be on a bus, on a phone with Bluetooth headphones that's in. not how, you know, that's not how movies are, it's not what movies are made for. No. Nor how movies are made. That's true. <laughs> You got me there. Not a lot of films I, I, made on a bus. I wasn't trying to get you, man. Um, it was, yeah, it was it was an absolute delight. Yeah, it was great. Okay, here's the crazy thing about this movie, Tokyo Drift, right? Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift. The Fast and, the, it's, I think it's Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift. Here's the thing about it. The movie is so good that it is like a tidal wave of goodness that is carrying the very bad dinghy of Lucas Black and his acting ability because he is the lead of this film. He is the star actor and he sucks, but the movie still succeeds in spite of him. The movie's fantastic. And Luke, you know what? I, and I said to you while we were watching it, you know, Lucas is doing his best. Yeah, but that's irrelevant. No, no, it it matters. He's doing his best, you know, in the studio, someone thought they'd found a, a second wave McConaughey. And they got this guy, plucked him out of high school in Alabama, presumably, who maybe just crushed an audition. I reckon he's 30. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't plucked out of high school. He's got like, he's got my hairline and he's in high school. <laughs> he's constantly wearing a t-shirt where he's got all his chest hair yeah, yeah. coming it, out as even, well. He even goes in, he's shaking down some, um, some guy for Han to prove himself and to try and get money. And he's just got a towel on. You can see his whole chest and tummy. And it's like this You've a, got a it's, kid. it's the body of Come a on, very man. grown man. No one was rocking, you know, like no one, no one was rocking that in high school. No, never seen a rug not. like that. No. Never seen a build like that. That's no. like years on, you know. That's miles no on the belt. Got He's that, not out of shape. It's just no, no, no. But there is a particular maturity of rig that can only come to you when you hit twenty eight. <laughs> that's crazy. You don't get access to he, that kind yeah, of rig yeah. before twenty eight because they could work around it. You know, they know he's old. Mm. They don't. They know he's old. They know he's kind of having a hard time. This you do is, not need to spotlight these hard bits. It's part of the beautiful <laughs> um, era in which this film was made. Because 06, we were still in that time when both television and films from America were still putting in, like, 
really hot 34 year olds and being like this person's 15 and you're like fucking really yeah. are they yeah you know like beverly hills 90210 yeah, yeah. but i see i wasn't things. i didn't have a i didn't Clueless. have any idea how old anyone was meant to be i feel like i didn't have a discerning eye at all i was like this is just what people oh, when you're like. no we didn't know at the time it was deeply confusing because i think as a you know as a kid in new zealand you're just uh when well, the 90s at least you were just awash in american media we're like, boy, they, they build them old over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come out the womb looking fucking They age 15. fast. Yeah, there's <laughs> just something about in this, yeah. What's that dog doing? Oh, Rufus, come here. Come here. He's all right. He's, he's interested in the other way. rooms, you know. He wants to escape the um, garage. Sorry, you were saying? He's, he's got he's, he's got to stay. Rufus, you've got to hear this, man. Yeah, come here. This is dude, important. Dude, Ruf, we're going to get on a riff. Come up. Not too all all I was saying really is um he <laughs> he's out of his depth. I think I don't know if he knows it, but like it's a very challenging environment to learn about your limitations as an actor. Anchoring a Fast and the Furious movie mm. that's like, you know, dealing without its its core stars. Yeah. It's like and that's where you get put, you know, that's where you're put under the most scrutiny. It's just he just doesn't he just does not have X. He doesn't have what it takes to carry a whole movie. He's just a very regular guy. Yeah. He moves like we move. Yeah. Like, and, you know, that's people say they want to see representation and, like, what real people look like on camera. Lies. But there's a reason. That's you, a fucking lie. Like, this, I don't want to watch this guy do all the shit he... To, and, you know, I think it's not a lot of face work or body work for him, but he's fantastic in the driving sequences or maybe the driving sequences are just fantastic and they yeah. lift his performance. I don't know, but I know what you're saying because he does look like he's driving in them. He looks like he's driving. We got a little behind the scenes information from Vinnie Bennett about how they, at least later on in the franchise, put these driving sequences together and it feels very disjointed and quite challenging as an actor involving a lot of mime work when you're in these mm. framework cars that they just put a bunch of cameras around. It looks like they went old school with this. It, it feels and I, know a, he, I know he won't be driving for all of these stunts. They're too good. But when he when he when they got the shot of him in the car and he's holding the wheel on an angle and he's driving real intense, yeah, you fucking think that guy's driving. He's I just that think, off. and even his character, even Sean in the movie, he shows up, he's talking shit, he just talks shit to everyone, and everyone's so antagonistic. He gets to Tokyo, talks more shit. Yeah, he loses that first race, and then he gets taught to drift by Han. He and doesn't just like, lose the race; yeah, yeah. he fucking wrecks Han's car. It's a it's a spectacular comedy scene, and also. A very satisfying driving scene. Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't often see it in a movie. Like, you'll see someone lose. You won't see someone fuck up the car that bad. It's, it is satisfying. The only thing it's missing is a button from Bow Wow mm. when he gets the car up there. Because Bow talks a lot about how it's sure. the Mona Lisa. Yeah. And he's to get up there and just tag it, being like, damn, you just shat on the Mona Lisa, yeah. you know, Sean, or something to be like, we acknowledge this is funny how badly he, this guy. Here's the button before we head off. Bow Wow is great in this film. He is, I think, uh, again, I, I hate all the white people in it. They're bad at acting. Mm. I hate Tim Allen's son. I think Sean's he's, no I think, good. Sean's mum is probably the best of a bad bunch. His dad, <laughs> we were watching yeah, the yeah. scene today where it's just Sean and his dad acting against each other, and it's like, oh, no. That, this looks like yeah, a rehearsal yeah. for Death of a Salesman by part a of repertory theatre. Made it so enjoyable is like, inside of the good movie enjoying like a good level of bad you know like yeah. that's it's not when when he's with Sung Kang, Sung Kang who plays Han when he's with Han yeah, you don't notice that he doesn't have that X level charisma because Han's elevating it and he's like carrying the whole scene it's when he's with a regular guy that he's meant to be carrying the scene because he's the superstar you're like this guy has like he's got no gas like this guy is just these are just two guys reading the lines to each other yeah and it's you know, but it's it's actually it elevates the movie because it's kind of fun to have this crazy choice of casting and acting performance peppered through like such a an, a, an easy movie to invest in and an yeah. easy movie to enjoy. Yeah, it's an interesting challenge for the audience. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing with him is he, so he's so good at driving though. After like three or four months, he beats Han and DK at, while learning at Japanese. Drifting, while learning Japanese. These guys have been drifting their whole lives. Mm. It's a very innate... He says, it's no wax on, wax off. You learn by doing. These yeah. guys have been doing it their whole lives. In six months, he turbos his learning, even probably less. Yeah. He's like, Boop, that's how you drift. You know how he did that? Mindset. 
He changed his mindset. Really? Yeah. How did he change his mindset? You got to shift I can't to I can. Wow. You know who's got that in spades? Dom Toretto. Yeah, yeah. Almost like he's got, he's got impulse control problems. <laughs> or, I mean, that's the, you know, the undercurrent of the entire Fast and the Furious franchise is it should be called impulse, Fast and Furious Impulse Control. Mm. Or actually, that would well, be like... Well, I mean, what is being fast and furious of not losing control of your, <laughs> your emotions yeah. and your impulses? It's so true. The name is on the turn. I guess Fast and Furious Impulse Control would be like an edit where you take out all of the car scenes, all of the moments when like things escalate, yeah. and you just strip just it back punches. to... It's even less... Pun- it's just like just it's purely dialogue that exists in between the oh. action sequences. Maybe it's a deodorant. <laughs> yeah. Fast and Furious like... Impulse Control. Never sweat again. Yeah. <laughs> Never sweat again. <laughs> it's a once It will absolutely give you cancer, but you will never what? have to apply deodorant No, no, it gives again. you cancer yet. It does block all your pores. <laughs> Anything it touches. It seals It's them like shut. gorilla glue for pores. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. What's well, that stuff they put on windscreens? You know, to fix up a um, a crack? Oh, I don't know what it's called. Some crazy sealant just does that. For Could you put pits. that on a, you couldn't use it on a person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. They should make I that. I mean, here's the thing. You can use anything on a yeah, person yeah, once. Yeah. They should make that for a person so it's. Do that again. Shook. Like a, the, the graze or the sword just goes shook and it just like. Heels over. Not all the way. It gets oh, a, you leave, yeah. leaves a little scar like it does on a wind, on a windscreen, but you know. What so just instantly? Yeah, yeah, they should they should be working on that. Skin filler or something. Yeah. You can do kind of with honey. They've developed like honey um bandages. I'll put honey on a wound. It's, it's not what I'm imagining. <laughs> Instantaneous. <laughs> okay. You want like a Wolverine substance, like a Wolverine juice. That's what they should be working on. Yeah, they should be working on that. It's important. I've been freaked out by the AI stuff for the first time ever. <laughs> Why? Because of that, what well, and with that? Oh no, we shouldn't get into because we should talk about the movie. But that guy got Sam Altman. Yeah, yeah. Something happened, man. Yeah, something crazy happened. Something happened inside the company. They've it, done something. Yeah, and then there was a lot of blowback, and no one quite knows what the thing is it they seems have like invented or discovered. He, he but with, it seems like it was pretty big. It seems like he came up with something, and everyone's like, "Whoa, that's pretty intense, man." Yeah, and then they were like, "Okay, that's too intense." Why did? And then when he went away, he was like, "Guys, guys, guys." It's all good. I, I got this. I don't give a shit. I'm going off book. But I, I was reading some stuff today that uh, there's like a rumor. Someone released a letter on Twitter. A guy with something of a track record for leaks mm-hmm. about open AI saying that they may have um, created a, a some sort of AI that can break 192-bit cryptography, which is like military-grade way to lock up oh. your data. Which would, the inference of that is that this AI has basically created a new kind of mathematics that we're not aware exists. Because to brute, for- this, brute, brute force that on a computer like we have would take billions of years. But the computer might have figured out how to do it using a method we don't understand. And the guy, like, it's just some random people who came up with it and they have it. It's well, theirs. it's open AI, so it's like, it's the guys, but... But, you know... Anyone can get it's that. It's just a rumor. Yeah. Who knows? But pretty, I don't know. Something, pretty tantalizing. Something happened. It's a real uh, sort of, you know, it's a, it's an action generator for a movie. It it's sounds always, like something from this. It's a, man, so many movies. Fast and Furious. To, oh, wait. No, hold on. What did we watch? Was it a <laughs> Bond movie? What was it where the bad guy was an AI? Was that a Fast and Furious or was that a... What the fuck was that? I can't remember. Because I felt like we were at was the cinema. A, was it Mission Impossible? Yeah, it was Mission Impossible. Yeah. It was Mission Impossible that yeah. did it. I love the Mission Impossible franchise. Do you really? I do. Man. Yeah, they're good. I love it. But I, isn't like the first one and maybe two quite a bit better than the rest of them? I've, I've, I haven't actually seen the second one. The first one's sensational. The third one has its moments. It's like, you know, it's patchy, but what do you fucking expect? Yeah. And then the recent one, that last one was, was just... Dazzling. What do you make of Tom Cruise, man? Oh, look, the less I know, the better. Yeah. <laughs> that's the decision we've all made, eh? Yeah. That's it. That is 100% it. Find out afterwards. Like, feel you know bad what? about it, but I just yeah. don't need to know right now. Dude, a lot of people are going to feel pretty bad about it. Yeah. He's up to some stuff. But, you know, there's there's no, like, it's great. I mean, I cannot imagine the P 
PR machinery around him. Oh man, it's like I can't. It's, it's, like, that's, said, it's man, like something from Mission Impossible. It must be impenetrable. The list, the list of people I will like, you know, fuck with, not fuck with, not talk any shit about, is so small. But Scientology is <laughs> at the top of the list. <laughs> they are number one. Yeah, they are so vindictive. Yeah, yeah, and they, they go after little people <laughs> and they destroy them for saying anything. Look, we, we still don't know where Shelly is, man. It's been like. 15 years or something um i reckon that's enough scientology <laughs> fine we'll go to tim's top five cars he's gonna fuck please <laughs> no i didn't mean to railroad what you were doing well i didn't i didn't really have i i the thing i think i was um finishing the wanting to finish saying is the yeah. internal logic i've built to believe why sean is the way he is why he is so good at driving. He can learn to drift better than people. Who, the best drifters in Tokyo have been doing it for years. Um, I think it's not explicit subtext, but in the world of the movie, his character has like, he's a freak. You know, he's got some insane innate ability that is unexplained and unexplored. Mm. Like a radioactive, you know, um, accelerator bit him yeah. or something. <laughs> so he's got that to the extent that, uh, it's like it drains other parts, other formative or important parts of a personality. So it's drained like any charisma at the cost of just like having any emotional variance. You know, the cost of being that good at driving is. You're being so generous to try and explain <laughs> this guy's inability to act well, wrapping it around a whole character. A, trait. I think, uh, yeah, I think that's. Do you know what? Okay, I'm glad it wasn't in the movie because this movie is an absolutely delicious 90 minute runtime. But what? You'll be pleased to hear it's even longer. That's how that's how oh, tiny is, it is. What is it? I think it's I think it's over 100. Oh shit! Well, there you go. Don't even I think it's 100. Those last I think it'll be 104 minutes. Okay. Um, maybe there was a storyline with his dad. This would make sense to me if his dad was in the navy and he was a real fly. Well, boy. we know his dad. His dad's in the navy in the movie. But yeah. he's not. He's not really in the navy. We don't think he's in. He's the a guy. Hey guys, we don't think he's in the navy. <laughs> We're basing the end on a couple of things. Number one, the dude's wasted all the time, <laughs> and I don't think you you can be stationed abroad and just be shit faced the whole time and you're in, the, in like, the navy. Tiny, totally like independent shoebox apartment on the back streets of like some suburb in Tokyo. It's not a naval base. It's like it's no. not. He's not being put up there. That's no. a guy on his haunches. No, we're introduced to him, presumably ushering a sex worker out of his house, surrounded by empty bottles. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this and is it, the it guy. You know, like it literally. That does nothing in the world of the movie. That holds no value or storytelling utility. It's just a little vignette they put in before you meet him. They're like, by the way, winking basically at us. This guy is not in the navy. <laughs> he's got a navy uniform. <laughs> Don't worry about that. And he wears it when he's drunk. But it's a funny, like, dad thing to do. <laughs> is got... get a navy uniform, probably from an army surplus store, and Leave... just get shit faced. <laughs> no, walk around your house. A, you miss some key intermediary steps. Get a naval uniform. Leave your family. <laughs> Leave your young family in America. Move to Tokyo, whittle away what money you have so that you go from living in a regular apartment to like, you know, I know no living quarters are cramped, but like whittle it away. Yeah. And just. Just drink the rest. Just, just Whatever's put it left, on. Drink it. Yeah. Sit at those pachinko machines and just have a time in Japan by yourself. The but, only thing we sort of know is that he likes J uh, Japanese sex workers. So maybe that is the impetus for the move rather than. Uh, I think the navy he quote unquote works in the navy thing. It's he's wearing navy t-shirts and stuff. It's like a big part of his the self-built identity. I, you're wearing a um, tennis. Oh, is a it Nike tennis? Top. I genuinely thought it was a golf top. Well, you don't. You know, you're not a professional athlete, are you? You're just wearing not, the gears. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not, not yet. And one of them isn't like. Um, Illegal <laughs> dressing up like an it's, it's pretty funny how hurt you looked when I announced to you that you are not, in fact, a professional I, athlete. I, I'm working on it. It's not illegal to pretend to be a professional tennis player, it's not illegal to pretend you're in the Navy. Surely it is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You can't be a cop, you can't pretend to be a cop. Isn't, it, isn't, isn't that stolen valor? Isn't that what? Yeah, but there's not a law, there's just a shitty thing to do. <laughs> The government's not going to come. Well, I don't know. It depends on the context, I guess. 
if it's in pursuit of doing something, they take it so seriously. It feels like a crime. Yeah, the it should, yeah, it should be a crime. Pro- I wonder if it is a crime. It's the military. They yeah. love that shit. They make laws. It's their too. whole thing. They love making laws. Mm. It would be so funny if you were subject to martial law if you were impersonating being in the military. So you're a civilian, but by like pretending to be in the army, the army police come after you and you get like court martialed. <laughs> Strippers, <laughs> you know, bachelor parties, everyone's eligible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Sorry, military police come and just bust a bunch of. I, I railroaded two things you were saying. Who gives a shit? Well, I was interested. One baby. of them was about the um, the dad in the navy, but the other one, which I think is important, we get into is top the uh, top five cars. All right, I'm just going to do them real quick. Um, number five, it's at the bottom. It's number five. It's um, uh, Dom Toretto's Dodge Charger, which is in the last thirty. Seconds. Oh, when Dom shows up at the end. Yeah, you'd like to. I um, guess you know. Yeah. Do you ever? You've probably got a bit of a long-standing. Relationship with that kind of isn't the first time we've met, and it won't be the first time we've fucked. Um, so that's that's that. Do you do you? I mean, I'm sorry to you know, I know you said you want to get through them, but do you? Um, I mean, how do you even contact this car? It contacts me. What? Hey, what's up? I'm in Tokyo. Yeah, it was sort of like run into each other in Tokyo. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. And what are the odds? So Tokyo gonna, of all places. You're gonna take advantage of that. There's so many people in Tokyo. Yeah. So then you and then you. You message afterwards, you know, hey, what's up? You want to hang out later? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Where do you go? Pokemon store. Okay. Is that a date? There's a date. It is in it's Japan. Been, it yeah, is yeah, if you're yeah. both in Tokyo and you don't live in Tokyo. That's true. Lovely. And I, I say the Pokemon store, it's like a big building. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. When oh. you said store, I did imagine like a, a kiosk. Huge. It's big. Yeah, I'll bet it's big. So, Pokemon? Yeah, it's going to be big. It's pretty big. It's big People in Japan. love it. Very big in Japan. Number four, um, it is in the movie, hopefully. And if it is, it's there for about six frames. But there is a Nissan Cube uh, in the Shibuya Square scene. Is it parked? No, wait. It's before that. It's when they're in the, um, I think it's when they're racing around the tunnel. Yeah. When they're all in the tunnel and they're zigging and they're zagging. Before, the Han, before Han dies in that like yep. sh- yeah, in that sequence. Yeah. There's a Nissan Cube. This is my number four. I want to have sex with a Nissan wow. Cube. Just to know what it's like. Hard out. Yeah. Big time. Have you ever even sat in one of those? No, I wow. haven't. Have you? No. I would I would genuinely quite like to own one. Wow, yeah. That honestly checks out. That is <laughs> that makes so much sense. <laughs> like you know, still you know, like learning to drive. Learning to drive a Nissan Cube yeah. is so just perfect for you it would be what are you gonna do with all that is there a lot of storage huge because it's the whole it's its whole yeah, thing yeah. is it looks so crazy because it is a small car but you've got so much storage I feel like a spaceship in there i guess yeah. real capsule energy yeah what are you gonna do with a nissan cube go to a lot of flea markets mm. sell vinyl yeah by the crate load have a collapsible table yeah put it in have a pretty sizable Bluetooth speaker. Put it yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Really take advantage way, of that storage space. Figure out a way to hook up a record player to a car battery. Okay. Wow. So you're really experimenting with the car on the date. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if you that were, wasn't the date. That's why I'm buying in this thing. Oh, that's to, I thought that was how you. But sed- actually, that's a phenomenal date. Yeah, I thought idea. that's how you were seducing the Nissan Cube. Well, I would go to a flea market with the Nissan Cube, but I wouldn't like have a store. That <laughs> yeah, feels yeah, like yeah. they're just helping me do work. Yeah, yeah. I felt, I thought for and a you're first not going to get laid for Honestly, that. for first date, it felt remarkably intimate. But in my head, it's I... It's not in- intimate. It's I, also, nice I also thought um, it would, if you were a Nissan Cube, it would feel good. If someone just put like a crate of records in your, in your boot, you'd be yeah. like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> you reckon? Yeah. Why? Because it's just it just feels like the right size. It just feels like it would fit in there with a lot of space for other stuff. Yeah. You know, just comfortably, yeah, safe, secure, held. <laughs> That's so nice, man. The number um, three on the list today is um, who's driving this? Is this Hans? That's Hans' car. Yeah, Hans' uh, nineteen ninety seven Mazda RX seven. That is um, it's a bit of a hero car in the film. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not surprised to see you go for that. It's a it's a classic, sort of um, 
you know, sexy automobile. It's ambitious for me. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Okay. How do you make first contact? Straight up. You just got to go straight up. Because it's like what Bow Wow says in this movie. That, you know, you go into these Japanese clubs and there's all these beautiful supermodel looking women. Who are they going to talk to? The little guy makes them laugh because all the other people who are there are too afraid to talk mm. to them. And that's you with this car. Yeah, I was trying to think of a funny line to open with and nothing came to me. But I feel like in the moment there would be enough things yeah, to yeah. draw upon that I'm going to just <laughs> nail it. Well, I feel like you choked like in a no-pressure situation. Yeah, I, you're not wrong. It's not like you're it doesn't bode well. But am I, am I at my best right now? I don't know. I think you're, you're in charming form. All I could think about when you said Bow Wow. Yeah, I've still fucked it. Yeah, yeah, but I'm still attracted to you. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's important. <laughs> but I was thinking about Bow Wow, and I think what was what's so full on, I, I knew um, Bow Wow Wow, Yippee Yo, Yippee Yay. I knew him in like Mike. Didn't really know him in this, but I knew him as a young kind of um, musical movie crossover star. Yep. And then basically the next time I saw, and this is why I think, you know, it, it can be a challenge if you're a child star. But then the next time I saw him was when we watched Fast Nine. Mm. And it's like, he looked, you know, he looks older than people who are, that are, who it's probably our age. He looks old, older than anyone. He looks old. And it's because the last, that he said into my memory as a kid. Yeah. And so it's full on when it's revealed that he's old now because you think, I am, I too am old now. It's, you know, it's, it's confronting. Oh, wow. So it made you sort of, Recognize your own mortality seeing Bow Wow grow up through the Fast and Furious Just franchise? The, yeah. Damn. Well, but almost, again, because we've done it backwards in reverse time. Like, What's kind of crazy is how exactly the same the older brother from Home Improvement looks. That guy looks is, exactly the same. Well, yeah. For a movie that's, it's been for a movie that's set in like 2019. When mean? did Home Improvement stop shooting? Like 98, I would say. So I guess it's nah, only, it would have gone early 2000s, maybe. Do you think? This, 2000, think, this is 2006. Look, if Home Improvement was running while 9 11 happened, I'll eat my hat. Because they just don't, <laughs> that doesn't feel like a compatible they do feel like, to me. I, I have to actually get it, I have to get to the bottom of that now. Oh, I'm so glad that you care. I'll, I'll Google it. Hold okay. On, I'll just talk to. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'll talk to the mess. When did home improvement end? Is that the question we're looking for? It does fucking crush it. It couldn't have existed in the in the (laughs) new millennium. It It couldn't have. Couldn't. Isn't that perfect? It's like they knew. Yeah. The way that years work and like the um, sort of intellectual, like the mental association that two thousand. The mental model that you have of decades and time and chronology. It's like there's no way home improvement could exist after two thousand. A fly in the ointment of history. Home Improvement had a 2001 like sub clause on its <laughs> Wikipedia page. You'd want to like you'd want to go into Wikipedia and mm. delete it yourself. Yeah, 
big time, but luckily we don't have to because the show knew what it was, and that is a nineties sitcom. Um, what about a part? Like, what about a, a home improvement episode? When you reckon Step by Step stopped earlier? Do you think ninety eight? I reckon Step by I reckon Step by Step could have been two thousand, but not oh one. Didn't really fuck with. When step did by step. step by Step end? Show about Step parenting. Oh, June right. 26, 1998, mm. according to Wikipedia. Suzanne Summers, R.I.P. Really? Yeah. Who uh, is famous to us for her book that is mentioned in Sex in the City also, 2, the movie. Also famous to me, she had a show on Nickelodeon called Figure It Out with your host, Susan, Sur- no, Susan Summers, not Susan Sarandon. Yeah. I, I remember. She was on Nickelodeon. She had a Nickelodeon show. That's buzzy. She would have been 50. She felt younger. Not that much younger. She would have been at least forty. Oh, no, I wasn't. I wasn't running numbers. No, but that's just like you know they put kids in charge of the shows on Nickelodeon. So that was kind of the thing. The Amanda Bynes show, that sort was, of that R.I.P. Was a great show. That show rocked. Tell me about all that. All kids. All that was great. And then Susan Summers got Keenan a show. and Kel. Keenan and Kel. So Keenan and Kel is the opposite of uh, no Keenan. Sorry, from SNL and Keenan and Kel. He's the opposite of Bowwell. Yeah. So we, I probably met them as a as a fan at the same age. Okay. Keen and I watched Get Older, so it's a very natural, um, sort of. You watched them age. Yeah, it's a very natural progression. It feels like, of course, yeah, that's what you look like. Mm. Bow Wow. You're not the uncle who lives overseas and didn't see them for exactly. eight years, and you're like, Jesus, you but got so, but tall. It's like it's crazy because to me, Keenan is ageless, even though he's a lot older. He's like, I'm like, oh. He's still. I still see the child's face in him because I watched it grow up all the way through his life. Maybe, or maybe he looks young. He looks pretty good for his age now, mm. and he looked kind of old for a kid. So <laughs> I don't think he's changed that much. There you go. Yeah. Here's my number. You didn't finish seducing Hans' car. Yeah, and you actually you've got you got you know you got ground to make up. Okay. Well, here's what I'm doing with Hans' car. Um, what do you do? Could you let the dog out while you're up? Thanks, guy. He's scratching at the door. Oh, that's a nice idea. I haven't I haven't hit this yet. I'm kind of, the well of date ideas is drying up a little bit because we've been through a few movies now and also I've suddenly started answering these requests on Instagram around the same format. But do you know what we're going to do? We're going to go to a puppy shelter and just play with the dogs for a first date. I think there's a lot to be learned there about how you know sort of sensitive and playful someone is around uh, such a vulnerable cute animal and um i think that's going to be a very grounding date for a car that that looks like that i yeah. think that's going to work really well <laughs> it is a car isn't it you're right um, <laughs> number two is Were you the, imagining a person just no, then? <laughs> 2003 <laughs> Nissan Fear Lady Z. I mean, what's not to love? Firstly, it, it's the coolest looking car in the whole movie. Remind me? It's DK's car. Yeah. Takashi's car. Who's that it's actor? black. It looks like that. The actor who plays DK is just outstanding. Yeah, he's fucking awesome. He's, he's, him, him and Han are like sort of the breakouts to my eyes. He's, He's great because, like, even in the bits where his job is to just look really tense out the windscreen while racing, crushes it. Yeah. Every line delivery, great. He, there's a look he gives. His crew's great, too. Uh, yeah, his, so his, like, um, right-hand man, whose name I don't I don't remember. I don't know if we get it. He, um, he's got, like, orange hair. He's sort of, he instigates some fights. He has a race. He loses a race to uh, to Sean. Destroys and when he, he, he gets... You know, we are to assume he gets killed before Han does in the same sequence in a tunnel. He's part of like a huge crash, like five or six cars. He starts it with a head on. He, it's he pretty goes crazy. Yeah, that one is for. It's kind of like at the. Sorry, you get to your point, but it's at the very start when um, Tim Allen Jr. and his girlfriend are in the car and they go directly into a concrete pipe, and you're like, they're dead. Yeah, that's a big crash. But the air, the airbag goes. So yeah, yeah. And he, I mean, this guy actually, he does a great, he, you're right. He is also a fantastic actor. He he gives everything a lot. Like the emotion when he loses the races a lot. Huge. He, it's all quite big, but it really works. Yeah. And um, oh, I've lost it. It's going to come back though. He cra- he crashes. Oh, it's actually, this is a credit DK. You know, I just can't stop crediting these actors. Yeah. 
Then when DK drives past and the look he gives through the window at like what is assumed, why well, he's still got this sort of insane bloodthirsty mission on his hands. Yeah. But he like, he manages to pack so much grief and mourning at the idea of his friends there while this is happening as he drives past, looking through the window. It's like a very short frame. Mm. Beautiful. Honestly, the like the, the, the pure emotional core of that performance is, um, <laughs> it's just out of sight. Fantastic. <laughs> Five bags of popcorn out of five from Guy Montgomery. Yeah, for that actor. Um, it's Who's called a fair lady. It's called a Nissan yeah, fair lady. Yeah. This is the car he drives. We're going to the musicals, baby. Oh wow! Bit on the nose or lovely? A little bit. But it's one of those ones where, again, this car is so hot. Yeah. That like it's kind of, I think it's used to either two things from men: one, hearing the most dog shit cheesy lines, and number two, just men fearing. Because mm. of its raw sexuality, so I'm like, we need to approach this laterally. You yeah. and I, we're going to the theater, Refre the musical theater. Yeah, that's nice actually. Nice to go to a live show, isn't it? It's a different thing from going to a movie. Yeah, the whole thing's alive. It crackles with energy. Yeah, movies good too. Like, yeah, but a movie you kind of do experience separately. A musical because you're kind of more lit up. You can give each other more. You give each other more. You're looks participating and in anything that's it's more live. of a. There's more of a like a, a sharing of energy between the two people. Stand up. Stand ups in between. It's live, but it's also kind of isolating your experience individually. I think, in a way that you don't with the musical. Stand up. There's too much pressure to listen. A musical, you can kind of still have a good time and like. Yeah. Stand up. If you do that, you know. Well, yeah. I don't know if you want to talk during a musical. Not talk, but just be like, can you believe this? You know, can you believe this guy? <laughs> That's talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is talking. I guess, yeah. You'd traditionally communicate it with a look. Anyway, it doesn't go well. The date? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do not have sex. <laughs> do you have a good time at least? Not really. Why? They're not into it. Yeah. Did they think it was kind of lame? Yeah. <laughs> they sort of felt pressured into saying yes because I was so forthright. Oh, that it's dude, like dude, dude, no, 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 no. Crazy enough, to enough, say no. Enough said that's awful. But they came and it was bad. Yeah. Good story, I guess, with time. Number one, Bow Wow's car. The Hulk. Yes, the Hulk. It's a Volkswagen Tauren. I had mm. to look this up. Bow Wow's name is Twinkie in this, by the way. Referenced in Fast 9 for the... um. Fast and the Furious heads out there. <laughs> Twinks. Well, actually, not referenced, introduced. They do a callback to Fast 9. <laughs> In Fast 9, which is set after this movie, like pretty soon after in terms of Kind years, of immediately like after. Like probably two, three years later. Bow Wow, Sean, and another guy whose name I don't know. They're all like three years old and they're living in Germany building rockets. Yeah, and they look completely <laughs> they, different. They have aged. <laughs> they are so old now. Because he's 17 in this. So he is 20 in Cologne building rockets, just looking like a 44-year-old like yeah. stepdad. Man, alive. That's his vibe, man. Yeah. It's, uh, it's such a nice thought. What happened to those kids? Like, you know, what is their movie between Tokyo Drift and Fast 9? Because they don't exist in the franchise except for those two movies. Like, What happened what, in the intervening... Yeah, what aged well, them so here's dramatically? Was, here's what I was trying to fucking figure out. Because don't we... That bit where Dom pulls up... Yeah. ...to Sean, mm -hmm. Lucas Black, mm -hmm. Texas, Bama Boy... Yeah. ...bad actor... Mm-hmm. Don't we see that from like a different angle in one of the other movies? Like that we exact might, yeah. moment? We might do, yeah. So then we should be able to track the exact chronology. Oh, I yeah, yeah. Be better at this. But what I'm saying is I don't even know if it's three years. Like I think that might connect right the hell up. It makes it, the way that Vin's talking about, I guess, you know, because Han is alive in the franchise. They're, they're about to discover Han's still alive in Fast 9. So he would show up at this point and be like, man, Han was a good guy. Huh? It's a damn shame he's dead. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He'd, Actually, it makes this, sense that I, he would pull into town and be like, fuck, it's a damn shame Han's dead. Yeah, it would. And it makes a lot of sense now in F9 where they have the scene in the big bunker where yeah. Han walks in and Dom's like, what the fuck? Because not only had he heard he was dead, he went to Tokyo kind of looking to see what happened. Yeah. 
And he was like, yeah, this guy's dead. It's, it's in like, the flashback, my friend is dead. Dom's like, in the flashback, Dom's yelling, talking up to um, Lucas. He's on the ground floor and Lucas is like two floors up on a on a car park, eh? That's what you're thinking of? No, I was thinking of the bit where, no, where Han walks in. No, oh, sorry, sorry. I, I was, um, that, we were both talking about the same thing. This oh. other one I was trying to remember your memory from before. Oh, okay. It's a bit all over the um, memory map, sorry. All right. I, <laughs> I've, Listen. I've forgotten how to read these things. <laughs> <laughs> We are trying to seduce Bow Wow's crazy. It's a great green, reveal. bright green um, V dub that's got Hulk hands on the sides, beat like embossed. And like no, a Hulk, what is what's the opposite of embossed? Because they're popping out, puffed out, puffed out, puffed out in the middle. Yeah, and then also like a chunk has been taken out of the um, the boot. Yeah, you know, like there's a, a Hulk like smash a claw sort, mark of, yeah. sort of thing, and then there's a bunch of Hulk figurines in the very fluffy interior. In the front, I guess, is that in reference to the fact that Bow Wow's kind of little? Is that what that's about? Well, or the a, car's kind of little. I guess it's a the car's got a little body and a big personality, and we could say the same for Bow Wow. Yeah, he refers to himself as little in this movie. Yeah, I think it's it's a it's you know, the, show me the car and I'll show you the man. Well, and I mean, I mean. Listen, up right until this movie came out, we all knew him as Little Bow Wow. Yeah. Like that is what he—that was his name. When do you when do you choose to drop a little? I mean, pay attention to when he did it because it's then, probably sixteen, seventeen. Wayne's still little. True. Is there, is there a little John? Yeah, he's still little. Is he? No, I, I mean a name. John, it's hard. It's harder, isn't it? Because if you drop the little on Wayne or John, then yeah. you're just John or yeah. Wayne. But yeah. if you drop the little Bow Wow, you drop the little on little Bow Wow, you're still Bow Wow. You're still Bow Wow. Like it's very difficult to go from little Wayne to to Wayne. Yeah, you, Wayne's you, you, nothing. You're li- sorry, but the, it's yeah. nothing. The SEO on Wayne, oh, Wayne shocking. music. Yeah, you just lost everything. Wayne. Why? Because rap? you're going through puberty. Also, Wayne. You're a rapper named Wayne. It is hard to to get away with. It's you better of, chuck a little in there. It's kind of nice on him. He suits it though. Uh, so me and the V Dub, mm. the Tauren. Mm. I feel it's disingenuous to call it. A, I, even though it's a V Dub Tauren, it is so specific. This car, yeah, so yeah. Sorry, it's almost right. disingenuous to call it. I know. That. I'm trying to bring the audience along a little bit because yeah. if I say Bow Wow's car, you kind of don't know. Well, what like I'm talking the, about. I call it the Little Hulk or it, something. You know. The Little Hulk. That's what it is. It's the Little Hulk. We're going on a vineyard tour. Mm, nice. I okay. I see why this one's last. I've got a really good feeling about this, Tim. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. How's it going? Well, it's a pretty big deal because. The Hulk's never been on a vineyard tour before. Where, are you in New Zealand? Yeah, Waiheke. Okay. We took the ferry out. Lovely. Nice, because it's the first bit. It's a beautiful day. Yeah. A cracker. Yeah, yeah. Get out on the water. Mm. And then we get to Waiheke, and um, we hit the first one immediately. Yeah. Try the whites. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're good, you know. Great, that's good. And the thing is, neither of us are big wine, like, you know, connoisseurs. We both like our piss, mm-hmm. but not in a wheaty, highfalutin way. Mm. So we sink a few, we're enjoying it, but what we're really enjoying is getting to know each other, the course, atmosphere, uh, the beautiful surrounds, being weighted on is kind of nice, you know. Um, just spending a bit of money, acting flash for an afternoon while the sun's out and getting a bit sozzled. Nice. Going from um, grapevine to grapevine, yeah. learning learning a little about things. The the mini Hulk could do some good um, little Hulk camouflage work amongst grapevines because it's, it's, it's predominantly, you know, it's green and purple. Yeah. And then by the end of it, we have got um, quite a lot of wine in our bellies. Mm-hmm. We head back on the last ferry to get back into the city and we go clubbing for a little bit. Wow. Yeah, we do. On that's K Road. That's impressive. Uh, endurance state. Guess what? What? Tim and the Hulk smash. <laughs> oh, wow. What a um, sweet way to say something so disgusting. <laughs> you, I'm going to fuck that car, guy. Yeah, yeah. You're going to fuck it up I'm real. Fuck Bow Wow's yeah, yeah. little car. That's lovely. Well, I'm really happy for you, Tim. I felt like you had to take some knocks on those dates. And so it's very gratifying when 
good things happen to good people. <laughs> Thanks, man. I really appreciate your support in this endeavor of me having sex with as many of the Fast and Furious well, cars as I'm able yeah, yeah. to. I would like to, um, if I could, just you know, uh, insert you know my two cents. I'd like to go on a date with the um, the subway cart that carries. Um, <laughs> these accessories to murder yeah the two Luke, the Sean and the, Mila. I can't remember, and Mila after they've sort of accessory to manslaughter I'd like to have a conversation with that subway card about what the vibe was like right you could call it a date it could just be me they going seemed, out with the subway cart just being like what was it like they seemed fine this is um, like Han's died Han mm. just died he just blew At up the in a car of, they've done this for not, I mean and the driving montage is sensational the the stuff through I would actually I want to look up and I will how they film the Shibuya Crossing stuff. Mm. It must be digital. No, they must have done it with the cars and I then put the people real. in. I reckon it's real. I want to. I believe. know that it's really hard to get. Per- a lot of the um that race sequence was filmed in LA. It's really hard to shoot in Tokyo. I'll bet and, there's fucking tons and of people some of it, there. They just and sh- they walk and s- they showed up and just filmed some of it. Until the police would come and then they'd shut it down. Really? And Justin Lin found out after the fact that the production had hired a fall person, a fall guy, who they would say, this is the director, and they would get arrested and spend the night in a cell. That, and he found that out after the production finished. That producer deserves an Academy Award for producing. <laughs> that's, that's so incredible. good, incredible. Eh? Yeah. Shit, that's good. That's really wild that like a blockbuster Hollywood movie was um, shooting stuff on the fly without permits. It was 2006 slash 1920. <laughs> it was a different time. It's nuts. Um, that subway car, yeah, if those walls could talk, they'd probably go, hey, you guys need to go visit a police office. Yeah. You are, at best, witnesses of serious interest. Yeah, which just it just happened. A car exploded, man. What? Han's dead now. Um, I would like to do while I remember is share my shining light with you. I'd love to hear it. It's a part of the movie we've barely spoken about today, which mm-hmm. is a testament to the movie. There's just so much to enjoy, so much fat to chew. But it's in the opening sequence. Uh, Tim Jr. from Home Improvement, 1999. So this is in 2006. Seven years later, he does still look young because I'm pretty sure he's like getting older as a high school student and. At the end of Home Improvement. He might go to college. Yeah. He's back at I school. I think Mark goes to college, and I'm pretty sure he's the middle kid. It's crazy to think. Mm. He um, He's like, Sean and him are getting into it. You know, they're puffing their chests out about whose car's better or whatever. And he's like, my mum's Buick or whatever could go faster than that piece of shit, you redneck. And then he's like, what about your dad's Viper? He's like, my dad's Viper, this thing goes from zero to 60 miles in what? 4.3 seconds and then all of his footballing buddies like his henchmen and they're matching people in the OG's like yeah 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 that sounds about right yeah, yeah that yeah, sounds yeah, about yeah. right like yeah, yeah. real hard up on the sound mix like four or five dudes saying to each other yeah that sounds about right yeah really nice and as you pointed out big sort dudes of rock moment big um Taylor Lautner and Grown Ups 2 energy big like Big, like, uh, kinship between the fraternity and grown-ups too. Yeah. And these boys. It's the frat boys. It's so the frat boys. They would get along so well. Yeah. They would be mates. Or they would It'll be, be dangerous enemies. mates. Or they'd be They would immediate. beat the shit out of each other on first blush, <laughs> and then they'd be the best of friends, because that's how you get initiated into this fucking idiotic group of young men. Yeah. Uh, my shining light is there is a public payphone you don't see a lot of those these days but get this this one the handpiece is um cast plastic and it is bright green mm. fuck it's cool that's cool i mean yeah is it of a time or is it of tokyo or both i think it's of tokyo man yeah i mean probably both because everyone's yeah, but, got that, cell phones does this shit have more color they got is everything colorful um just no, curious. that isn't. Would that, I mean, from memory, it's been a few years, but it didn't strike me as like everything was kind of that. Color. It's. I think it's more just so like that, that, they fuck around that with that stuff a little more. That phone would stand out even in Tokyo. That phone yeah, would yeah, stand yeah. Out, yeah. It's a lovely phone, but it's not like like no one in New Zealand would think to fuck around with having a green phone. You know what I mean? Yeah, you do it for like New a Zealand week. sucks in some aspects. Yeah, like it, yeah. all our buildings are these horror in the bad, city bad, center. Bad, bad. These, it's not even interesting, brutalist. It's like 
the most they, they picked boring... the most bo- the most boring architecture from like the worst era for architecture yeah. and they committed hard and most of them are leaky anyway like yeah. they're not even functionally good and they look like absolute ass at least if you're going to go that direction go all the way to like soviet you know what i mean <laughs> like make them swing big kind of interesting and symmetrical and yeah too utilitarian but these ones is are unique. just it is unique on to us every... it's a very unique miss yeah. you know like it's 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 very i've been to a few different places no the one does it quite way, as bad as us. The way it looks is very unique to me. I Zealand. can't think of a place that looks worse than like downtown Wellington <laughs> <laughs> with its fucking buildings. I kind of, I, I actually, I, I'm quite forgiving of Wellington. It's the terrace, that Bowen Street bit. It's yeah, all yeah, just yeah. like, who fucking designed these? These yeah. suck. Oh. oh, the light went off. Well, everybody, seems like that's about our time. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd. Uh, no, it doesn't make sense. I wish I'd started this by saying a joke about a moth, you know? <laughs> uh, anything that we... Oh, well, look, we need to tell you that we've got a live show coming up mm-hmm. on the 15th of December and we couldn't be more excited about it. That's right. It. We're going to... Um, there's a real sense of lightness now as these films accelerate to the end and they become more to the roots of the... Not our franchise, but the franchise. Uh so it's nice to learn about these beginnings and we can't wait to celebrate by screening The Fast and the Furious, a movie I cannot remember seeing, uh, and then doing a live podcast afterwards as we reflect not just on the film but on, um, I guess, cars. Yeah. You know? Not and- Disney's cars, the concept of little C, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no TM. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> you can join us on a live stream as well. The tickets are hopefully on sale right now as you're hearing this. I'm yeah. scrambling, trying to get them up, trying to get them on sale. But if you live in Auckland... Much like seducing a beautiful Mazda WRX7. Uh, yeah, mm. I'm trying to get it up. Hey, it's um, if you are in Auckland, they are on Under the Radar, and it is going to be a great show. And Tim is going to fuck a car live on stage. He told me. I wasn't allowed to announce it. He's going to do it. Cat's out of the bag, everybody. Come see Tim (laughs) fuck a car on the 15th of December. See you then.